Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tiger fans, welcome to the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show, and everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. Hosting the show with me today is Charles Bishop. What's going on, Chuck? Hey, how you doing, Corey? Nice to be back on another episode, my friend. Another episode, another Saturday, and another would-be game day. <laughs> Obviously, we would have been taking on the University of Arkansas Prime Bluff today. And, and Charles, when you talk about big games and big rivalries that we circle on our calendar, schedule comes out each year. Pine Bluff isn't one of those teams that, that jumps out at you. Right. You know, we've quietly had some major battles with those Golden Lions and some upsets and some heartbreaking losses over the years. So do you think this is a team that, that maybe we want to kind of get up for a little bit more going forward? Because we know they get up for us. Yeah, no doubt about it. They're they're what I call an enigma team. You know, they could they've they've had some 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 great teams. They've had some teams of that made it to the SWAG championship under Monty Coleman, uh, some teams that were not so good. But it's always, I, I kind of call them kind of an enigma team where uh, mm-hmm. not just the, the team has to get up for them, but the fan base has to get up for them. But uh, they're a, a worthy SWAG opponent. And one of those heartbreaking losses to Pine Bluff was back in 2012, the SWAG championship game. And, man, I still haven't gotten over that one, Chuck. Yeah, that was a tough one. That was a, a very tough one. Uh, and like we said, you know, Pine Bluff is just kind of one of those enigma teams uh, that, you know, as a fan base, you can't, they're not a historic rival, but but you, you try to, you know, get into the spirit of things to get up for them and whatnot. And unfortunately, that day we came up short, but uh, I still have, you know, tough, tough memories of that loss to Pine Bluff, man. Absolutely. Well, in honor of that UAPB game day, we have a special guest who was the starting quarterback in that 2012 title game, none other than Clayton Moore. Welcome to Tiger Talk. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Glad to be here. It's our pleasure. All right, so how have you been, man, since the majority of our fans last saw you and last heard from you? Man, up and down, um, but right now things are going great. I uh, just started a uh, my job with uh, Farm Bureau Insurance um, right outside of Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Been there almost two years in, um, in Perry County. And um, I'm just blessed, man. I got a, a beautiful wife and uh, two beautiful girls, two beautiful young kids, and uh, life is great. All right. That is that's great to hear. And, of course, it's, uh, it's UAPB game day, as we mentioned, and we suffered a crushing 24-21 to overtime loss 
to those Golden Lions back in that championship game. Thanks to a, a game-winning field goal that was set up by a devastating 95-yard touchdown pass. I'm sure you remember that. And that was the longest play ever in the SWAC title game. So what are some of your memories of that day? Man, that play is vivid. <laughs> um, the, the play before uh, that 95-yard play, I think uh, LeBeau, um, our defensive end, got a sack. And uh, so at that moment, you know, I think there was like a minute left in the game, two minutes maybe. At that moment, I'm thinking the game's over. Mm-hmm. You know, we we all did. Sack. <laughs> it's second and 20. I mean, we're celebrating. I'm I'm going crazy. And then the next thing you know, man, I can see that ball floating in there right now. And the receiver made an outstanding catch. And um, it was a great play, great play by them two players. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, Clayton, when we kind of take a look back at that game, you know, we were up 14-0 early on, and, and we we're looking to go up by three scores. And, uh, you know, uh, kind of a, a game changer in the, in the game. We had a fumble there in UAPB territory. They returned it uh, 73 yards for a touchdown, and it seemed to kind of change the momentum, if you will. Uh, we were still up 21-14 and half, but, uh, you know, how critical was that that turnover in terms of kind of changing the momentum of the game? Man, it was huge. Um, I had Rico Richardson um, one-on-one on the outside. They they ran the same coverage that they ran when I threw that first touchdown to Rico. They went cover zero, blitz two off the edge. Mm-hmm. And I saw it, and, you know, I think I was going to throw, and I just I didn't get it off in time. And um, that play, not only did that play cause a touchdown, but when I ran down to make the tackle, uh, I had a sprained AC joint mm-hmm. in my right shoulder. Yeah. Uh, that caused me to – I think I, I think I did it in a Prairie View game earlier that year. And I had been kind of nursing and hadn't had a problem. And when I landed, I hit right on my shoulder. And it hurt me the rest of the second half. And that, that one play just completely changed the game. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And despite that injury, you went 12 for 25, 158 yards in the score that day. So what's your self-assessment of how you played personally? Oh man, terrible! <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm my worst critic. I, I thought my first half was 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 pretty good. I, I managed the ball. The second half, you know, the, the third quarter especially. Um, you, you know, the excuse I'm gonna make is you know my my arm. But at the end of the day, you got to find a way as an athlete. And I think we did in that fourth quarter. I think um, I think uh, I had a big run down the sideline. Um, and to put us, you know, in field goal position to go up two scores. And then um, I, I, if you guys remember, I had to come out the next play because I hurt my shoulder mm. again. Mm-hmm. And um, and in the next play, they got a sack, I think it was, and it knocked us out of field goal range. And I feel like that one injury right there, um, that one play when that guy hit me, it completely changed the, the rest of the game. I see. Well, let me ask this, and I mean, you had a, a tremendous career at Jackson State. You went on to lead uh, Jackson State to another SWAC title game appearance in 2013, and this was the first time the title game was played in Houston. But when you kind of take a look at those 2012-2013 teams, just kind of talk about the DNA of those teams and just being able to even get to the championship game in consecutive seasons. Man, those two teams had heart. Mm-hmm. They had heart, and and we had fight. Um, I wouldn't even say we were the most talented bunch um, out out of the East. You know, I think Alabama A&M had Greg Jenkins at quarterback and Isaiah Crowell and, you know, uh, a bunch of great players. Oh, yeah, Alabama State. But we Mm -hmm. found a way way to win that game. Yeah. 
And uh, then later on in the year, we go to Prairie View, and I'm, I'm speaking on the 2013 team right now, the, the last – wasn't it 2013 was my last mm-hmm. year? Mm-hmm. Okay. We went to Prairie View, and we get in a shootout with them, and it's like a 50-50 to 50 ball game. I mean, our, our, our team our, – both teams – you know, we fought every game, and um, our losses made us stronger both years. We, we started both seasons, I think, losing a couple of games, and um, that just made us so much stronger as a unit. Well, what was it about uh, losing those early games that kind of uh, melded you together, made you stronger? Well, you, you know, when you play at a, at a school um, like Jackson State, you expect to win every game. Mm-hmm. You know, it, is, it doesn't matter who you play. It's kind of like an Alabama mentality in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you lose, you know, it's almost shocking. You're like, why? What, what happened? What happened? And so the leaders of the team begin to patrol harder and uh, demand more. And um, I, I think that's what we did both years. We had leaders that stepped up and, and demanded more out of our players. Sure All right, good stuff. And, of course, you went to Jackson State after leaving Ole Miss. So can you talk about how that interest between you and JSU began and what appealed to you about the school and the team? Man, I, uh, I, like I said, um, kind of in my last say, saying, JSU, you know, is, is the Alabama of the SEC. I mean, of the SWAT. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, just the opportunity, I got the opportunity. Coach Knight um, got in touch with me. Antonio Knight. And mm-hmm. yes. And, um, you know, I, I had a co- I, I was almost actually fixing to go uh, to Alcorn and play for Coach Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he wanted me real bad. I think that was his first or second year there. I can't remember. And, um, I, you know, I almost did it. And then it was funny. I, I came to a watch a seven on seven that Jackson state players kind of just did on their own, um, during the summer. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw Rico, um, make a diving catch about 60 yards down the field. <laughs> and I said, man, I want to throw to that guy. And, uh, wow. I feel like I made a great decision because to me, he's one of the best receivers I've, I've, I've ever played with. No doubt about it. <laughs> and, well, you know, and I'm always curious, was there much of a culture shock when you became a, a Jackson State Tiger? Uh, not only uh, from being at a HBCU, but also seeing the passion of this Jackson State fan base. I'll tell you what, it was a, it wasn't necessarily a shock as much of a surprise mm-hmm. at the fam, at the, at the, at the importance of, of the, uh, of the school and the game to the fan base, you know, cause when you're, when you're not, I mean, I've, I've never been in the HBCU, um, you know, history or, you know, I had no knowledge of anything HBCU growing up. Mm-hmm. So when I, got into it people would say hey you're you know this is just gonna be like this it's gonna be like that you're gonna love it but once i actually got there i mean it was amazing i mean the, the fan base is loyal and they are everywhere they i'm telling you they're they're they're, they're where they're way more than than i knew existed oh yeah all right and i, I know you, you talked about you know not knowing much about just that HBCU culture, but can you describe your, your overall experience just being a student athlete as well? What were your expectations versus, I guess, the reality? Yeah, um, you know, if I could have – the one mistake I have in life is not going to Jackson State right out of high school <laughs> <laughs> because, I, you know, I was only there two years, and um, the experience was amazing. I mean, I, I – and I'm not just saying this just just for show or have them on the pot – it, you know, the two years I spent there, you know, and people ask me all the time because they're curious. They want to know, hey, man, what was it like? 
And man, I just tell them, man, it, it, I really can't describe it to you, but you know, it, it was an amazing, amazing time. And I, I really wish, um, you know, these other athletes, um, you know, would come to this school, these big time athletes, because then they would receive the same, uh, you know, the same type of experience. No doubt. You know, Clayton, and you mentioned it, you, you played in the 2012 SWAG Championship with a sprain, uh, join your shoulder. I mean, you were one of the tougher quarterbacks that we've seen play at Jackson State in terms of playing through injuries. But what was it that kind of inspired your physical play or your toughness uh, at playing quarterback? It, um, in, what, what inspired you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, man, ever since a kid, um, you know, my, my mom would say, you're a bull in a china shop. <laughs> You know, I, I've always been hard-headed, and, I, man, I love contact, to be honest. Uh, I, I, I love defense more than I did quarterback. I played safety all the way up, and even a little bit in high school. And uh, But, you know, I just didn't have that, that athletic ability to play that on the next level. But I was just – I had to find a way to win. Um, and, and when I say win, I mean win even at my position. I got to win the starting job somehow um, in my arm – you know, was 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 never better than my opponent. You know, so I had to find a way to make me um, to make me stand out. And, and and toughness is what people, you know, sure. is is probably one of those things. No doubt, absolutely. You know, Clayton, you mentioned Rico Richardson. I definitely want to want to take it back to him for a second because you you guys had great chemistry, and of course, he was the SWAC Offensive Player of the Year in two thousand twelve. And what was special about Rico as a receiver? I, I know you were kind of in awe of him when you, when you saw him, and that kind of helped you get to Jack State. But once you were actually throwing, special about him, man. Deshaun Jackson is is, is Rico uh, Rico Richardson. He is that type of player. <laughs> um, if he would have caught the breaks, you know that 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 Deshaun caught, I think he could have he could have made it in the league, which he did. He played for some years, but man, he was if you lined up. If you didn't put a safety over the top of him, we were gonna we were gonna throw that ball nine times out of ten because he was that special at accelerating while the ball was in the air and and just running right by him. Oh wow! Well, let, let me ask this question in terms of like under your uh, two years under under center man, uh, were there any particular games or any rivalries or any away venues that kind of stood out for you? Uh, well, you know. I'm I'm gonna go with the the easy answer here, and I'm gonna say when we played at Southern, of course, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. man, that was that was uh, that was an experience, and we won that game um, in, in 2013, and then we ended up losing to them in the championship. But um, that experience right there, I, I enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed playing at Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Valley was a good experience. Uh, you know, it's just, it just felt like a backyard football <laughs> game. You know, out there with a lot of fans. And, and oh, and I can't forget about Alcorn. We <laughs> that you know what? I, let me let me retract all my statements. Alcorn is number one. Okay, okay, <laughs> because that they brought the uh, they you know they bring extra stands in. They got people on the hills. Uh-huh. We're coming in on the bus, and you know they're sitting there talking noise, and uh, you know that was a great experience. And then Southern would be number two, and then number three, I'd have to say that. Okay, no no, no issues with that whatsoever. <laughs> let me ask you this quick question about Southern though. Uh, what was it about playing down there, A.W. Mumford, in terms of, of of just that whole environment playing down in Baton Rouge? Man, it 
I I can't even describe it in words that I I really want to. Um, but <laughs> man, it just felt like, you know, I was in the back, in in the backyard, or you know, the bands were just rocking, and you know, they the, they when you're getting dressed, they put you back in the old schoolroom, and you know, you got to walk a mile to get there, and then you get there, you got to figure out which tunnel to go through, and they don't make it easy for their opponents. Right. And um, but all that, man, just soaking that up, and then the fans talking to you as you're walking in and walking out, man, it's just uh, I, I would I, I would play there at a packed house before I'd go play at Mississippi State or Ole Miss. Anything. Wow, wow, it's awesome. All right, you know Clayton, uh, of course you played under Coach Rick Comedy, and uh, he had a knack for bringing in players like yourself who always came in and contributed heavily, heavily. What was it like playing for him, and can you share some great memories or fun stories? Man, I I, I love Rick Comedy. I thought he was a he was a great motivator. Um, one fond memory I have of him, he when he wanted a play out of me, he, he would never say anything. He'd look at me and point, <laughs> and I'll never forget. I can't remember who we were playing, and uh, I feel like it was homecoming, which would have been Valley, I think, my first year. And, you know, things weren't going good. I, you know, I wasn't playing well at all. And uh, I looked over there, and he nodded his head, and he pointed at me. It was like 30-12. And, man, I went dropped back, and then I came out of there running and got about 20 yards and ended up over there by him, and he just looked at me and shook his head. He didn't smile or anything. But he would do that from time to time when, when he wanted me to, you know, make a play for him. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, you, yep. you know, let me let me follow up on on, on comedy and, and, and ask some of the other guys uh, who played uh, at, at Jackson State with you. Uh, you shared a backfield with uh, Raheem Sims and Tommy Good, man. Talk, talk about just uh, some of the other teammates that you played with besides Rico. Man, two bulldozers. Yes, Tommy. Uh, I mean, you're look, you're talking about two two hundred thirty, two hundred twenty pound backs mm-hmm. um, that can run. Um, and that's one thing Coach McCall, um, he, he, you know, he was the offensive coordinator. And, you know, years before Jackson State, had, you know, we're going, they're going to throw it 30, 40 times a game. And um, with, with the team we had, though, you know, with two 230-pound backs um, and, and a quarterback that could run the read option, um, we, we made an adjustment. Mm-hmm. And uh, we became a balanced team. Um, and we, I, in my opinion, we had the best running backs, um, you, you know, in, in the swing, no, no, uh, no. with, with, with them two guys, mm-hmm. um, they were, they were great. Both of them. One, I mean, you couldn't have had a better one, two combination. Yeah. They, they, like you said, bulls in the China. You know, back, <laughs> right. Rakeem was more like a Le'Veon Bell mm. type of, he was shifty, um, despite his size. And, and Tommy was more of a downhill, more of a Ty Gurley one cut, you know, and he and he's going to hit the back door and get out of there. Man, some great memories. Those were some great teams. But, of course, uh, Jackson State football fell on some hard times after you left, man, and uh, <laughs> hasn't been back to the title game or finished over 500 since you were there. So what has it wow. been like for you just seeing the program struggle considering the success that you experienced while you were playing? You know, uh, when they got rid of comedy, you know, I was shocked, but, you know, I I understand things, you know, that that happened that I may not understand or, you know, it's not my my position to to call or judge. But when that happened, it it turned me off of the program, you know, Mm -hmm. to be honest. Um, And then the losing followed, um, which was was another thing that that was just 
it was hard to watch because I knew that the talent that they had, you know, I, I, I knew the players that they still had on that team. One of them being Lamontez mm-hmm. Ivy. I mean, he was a, he was an amazing quarterback. Um, you know, so I feel like they had the talent, you know, it's, it's just, um, you know, it just, they just couldn't piece it together. And it, it was tough to watch. It really was. I, um, I think I went back – since then, I've been back twice. Um, I came to one homecoming. I think it was last year. I went to homecoming. Um, and, and But I'm looking to get back involved, man. I, I, I see the opportunity with, with, with Coach Sanders coming in and, and the excitement. And, and it's got me excited as well. Well, that, that leads me to asking, you know, from, from your perspective – uh, what do you think it, it, it will take for Jackson State to kind of get back to that winning pedigree? Man, it, it's gonna take uh, it's gonna take teamwork, man. I, I think that over the years, for whatever reason, you know, with a lot of talent, you got players out there playing individual ball. You know, they're just trying to get to the next level or get film. Um, you know, to get scouted. Um, and and if these guys focus on on where they are right now and embrace what they're doing every day and, and they listen to coach uh coach prime prime um man he's he's gonna lead them in the right direction absolutely and you know speaking of coach prime there's a lot of excitement and buzz uh with that hiring and uh you know in terms of your thoughts on, on that hire and the, the i believe era uh, how do you feel about it man i think it's amazing uh, not only for for jackson state i think it's amazing for hbcus you know across the world um, it, it's going to open doors. It, it, for instance, if, if, if coach prime, you know, turns this thing around and, and Jackson state gets back on top, well, how many people are going to follow what we did? You know, uh, I could see teams now trying to go hire Shannon Sharp mm. or Ray Lewis. You know what I mean? Um, mm. I, I just see a trend. Um, and, and you know, I've always believed you know, that's what, how it should be anyway. I mean, these guys played in the NFL. They have knowledge behind knowledge of the game and, and leading men. And a lot of times, you know, when they look for coaches, they, they look at resumes and, oh, he was a GA under this guy or he, he, he earned his time, on, you know, and, and they, they end up hiring the wrong guy, it seems like, every time. <laughs> <laughs> Not Jackson State. I'm just speaking in right. general across coaches over the world. You know, they hire these guys that – you know they can't even relate to the players, and, and uh, it it really it really baffles me. You know, Clayton, you played the quarterback position. Have you given any thought to uh, looking at the coaching profession? You know, I actually, uh, you guys didn't know this. Uh, I guess uh, I was coaching at Starkville High School for three years. Oh, I remember years. that. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, um, they, they actually, I was actually coaching Luke Altmeyer, who is uh, who's, who's the number one quarterback right now. In Mississippi, well, I think he's the number. He's a four star. I know Ty Keys is a good player mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, um, but I know he's committed to Florida State right now. And I had him since I had him his ninth grade year. It was eighth grade year, ninth grade year, tenth grade year. Um, and um, and that kid there, man, he's he's something special as well. Absolutely, Luke Altmeyer is his name. You'll you'll see him um, on TV next year. No doubt about it. Yeah, I I, I do remember that. And, and as you were talking, I had forgotten about it. But as you were talking, I was saying to myself, "Boy, he sounds like a coach." <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I you, you know I, I I can be a I enjoyed it. Um, but you know, in the sales profession that I am now, um, you know, my coaching 
in my you know athletic background is what prepares sure. me is what prepared me Absolutely. for what I do now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, great stuff. No doubt about it. Hey man, well it's been a joy speaking with you. I know the Tiger fans are going to be excited to hear from you, and uh, definitely, man, we want to get you back on campus. We want to get you back to those games, especially during this Deion Sanders era. It's going to be exciting. So look forward to seeing you at some games. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all having me. Y'all take care. All right. No doubt. Enjoy it, Clayton. And that'll do it for this episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook and Twitter pages. As always, thank you for your support. Go Tigers. Hashtag I believe. Hashtag the I love. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.